This week's episode of Enchanted Tiki Talk is brought to you by Kingdom Strollers, providing premium stroller and crib rentals delivered straight to Orlando area or Disney Resort free of charge. You choose the time of delivery and pickup and we do the rest. It couldn't be easier. Book your Kingdom Stroller rental today by visiting KingdomStrollers.com and Mickey Monthly, the Disney fans' monthly subscription box. Visit them at MickeyMonthly.com. If you can't visit the parks, have the parks sent to you. And by MousePros.com. Let these Disney travel specialists help plan your next Disney vacation. MousePros.com offers free concierge service to help guide you every step of the way in planning your perfect Disney vacation. Let them sweat the details so you can focus on the fun. Visit MousePros.com for a free no-obligation quote. Ask for Tiki Bird Sean or any of our friendly agents. And now, on with the show! Ladies and gentlemen, no flashbulbs, please. Our performers are temperamental and easily upset. Thank you for your cooperation. Oh, look at all the people. My goodness, you're all staring at us. We better start the show rolling. Wait, wait. We forgot to wake up the Glee Club. Hey, howdy, hey, and welcome to Enchanted Tiki Talk. We are your hosts. I'm Sean. I'm Keith. I'm Matt. I'm Scott. And I'm Alan. So grab yourself a Dole Whip or a citrus roll, pull up a chair, and enjoy the show. This is episode 174 for the week of February 20th, 2017. Hello and welcome to Enchanted Tiki Talk. Here we are, once again, back into the Tiki Hut with our two newest friends, Matt Scott. And uh, Keith is with me again today. Keith, <laughs> welcome back, Keith. Thanks, buddy. It's good to be back with you, Sean, and, you know, those other two birds hanging yeah. out here. <laughs> did you have a good week since we last talked? I did, actually. Yeah, I, uh, I slept a lot, and uh, I skated through uh, a ton of work that I just didn't do. And, uh, yeah, it was a excellent week. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear that. And Matt Scott, Thanks. I know you're back, so thank you for coming back. <laughs> <laughs> Pleasure to be here. And the other one's not there, I guess. Okay. So Yeah, thanks. Oh, okay. So, um before we get on to our break and then our show here, I'm gonna throw it over to Scott for some of our most recent iTunes reviews. So Scott, please take it away. Thanks, Sean. We're proud to say that we've got five new reviews on iTunes. And we're gonna start going to Alyssa Hopper, who said magical, and her review says, absolutely love this podcast. My husband and I are Disney lovers, and this podcast showers a little magic on our Mondays. We recently binge-listened on our 14-hour drive to Disney World, and having the Tiki Birds along made our trip a little more magical. Love the topics, the witty banter, and the knowledgeable advice. Thanks for the magic and the laughs. Best wishes! Wishes! From Southern Illinois. Uh, we, I think we've, we've Matt and I have definitely uh, probably changed the show, so we'll hope this stays as a five star. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't want it to be lowered. <laughs> and our second one comes from Doctor Mohu Can. Another five star says, "Enjoyed the show. I've been listening off and on for a while, but picked up on the AP episode and agree 100% on the benefits to getting an AP. I've had one since 2013, and we are getting ready to go on trip 11 since October 2013." The AT, AP makes this possible. We drive three to four times from Virginia each year. Yes, I'm an addict. Great show and great job. And our next one comes from Hayes DVC. Says, love the show. And they said, I love the show. Simple and to the point. That's perfect. 
It's all Short you need. and sweet. And next one, another five star comes from Angry Dung Beetle. Kudos to them for their name. It says, this is the five star review that I've been meaning to write. These three tiki birds have tremendous chemistry that allows the audience to immediately be drawn into their front porch conversation. The topics are informative and lighthearted. That makes me want to plan another trip every time I listen. One of the most underrated parts of this podcast is the outtakes at the end, where you can really get a good glimpse of the behind the scenes while Sean or Keith trade friendly barbs while refreshing their drinks or Alan soothes an infant. This is undoubtedly the preeminent Walt Disney World podcast of the internet. I would gladly give it six stars if I could. And our final one comes from Shani1981, says this show... While planning a Disney World vacation, I binged on many, many podcasts in an effort to understand all things Walt Disney World. A few favorites floated to the top, and one of these was Enchanted Tiki Talk. But I never realized just how attached I had become to hearing the three hosts banter and tease and discuss their love for Disney when I was devastated to hear about Alan's passing. But this shows how special this show is. The friendship between Keith, Sean, and Alan was the real reason I came back week after week. I hope Keith, Sean, continue the show because I know I'll still be excited to listen. And we, too, are super excited that you guys have continued and to bring us on. So thank you, and thanks for those reviews on iTunes. Thanks, everybody. Yeah, thank you. That was nice. Spoiler alert, they keep the show going. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. So, all right. Two things happened this... Thank you, Sean. Thank you. Two things happened this past week. Um, First one, Matt, quickly. You're the only one who gets to talk about this. Quickly. New price on tickets. Thoughts? Boo. That's it? Just boo? You That's to. quickly. <laughs> yeah, it's, um... I mean, do you want me to get on a soapbox? I mean, it's... Yeah, you, you, you've got... Let's see here. you got got uh, 40 seconds. Go. Okay. Uh, it's not cool, Disney, but it's kind of expected. Uh, my occasional trips are going to be coming much more occasional. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, it's they're, they're just... To me, they're they're catering to a certain group of people, and uh, not many people can prove me wrong with them keeping raising prices. Okay, you have fifteen seconds. <laughs> Boo! <laughs> All right. Next thing that happened was uh, Rivers of Light debut. Did anybody happen to watch it on YouTube? I did. Yeah. Um, it looks. Really, really cool. I've heard that it is so much better in person. Um, well, um, I would assume so. Well, <laughs> I mean, but the the videos don't really do it justice, is what right. I'm saying. Right. But I'm sure that it's a scaled scaled back version of what they had originally intended. But it's a whole lot better than uh, a Jungle Book show was. So I think it's a keeper. Now, Scott, if I'm not mistaken, I think you're going to see it uh, Saturday. Correct. The official second night. Um, I could have gone these past several nights, but apparently there's still been quite a few glitches with everything else. But uh, Fast Pass for the first night went out quickly, but I was able to get it for the second night. Um, I know Keith said he just watched on YouTube. Just a, a heads up for anyone wanting to watch on YouTube. Disney has now pulled every single one of those. So I believe you can at least watch it, but they've pulled the audio so you won't be able to hear it. Check, check Vimeo. <laughs> Vimeo has it. <laughs> Find someone Facebook living it. There you go. Right. Cool. So hopefully we'll have a report from you. Maybe you could do a live report for us from there. After after the show ends, of course. I can do that. Yeah, there you go. All right, cool. Let's take a break. Ladies and gentlemen, it's 
it's your time. Here are your 25 questions to answer before time is up. Don't fall out of that noble perch, it's Perch Talk. I'm here with Brian, one of our listeners, and actually a friend of mine, uh, for one of the new segments here called Perch Talk. On Perch Talk here, you have three minutes to try to answer 25 questions. Disney-related. It's not trivia. It's just regular Disney questions. Okay? It's almost like the Tiki Lightning Round, but it's really, like, lightning fast. And we call it Perch Talk. And we're at Trader Sam's here, so things might happen. And we might be going crazy because people are drinking zombies and crack a toe is blowing. So just everybody relax, all right? Uh-oh, we have a drink here. Uh-oh, who's got a drink? Oh, we got a water. Spiky pineapple. Very good. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry for the rude interruption there, but all right. So Brian, say hi to everybody. Hello, everyone. That is Brian. He's very funny looking, but we like him anyway. So <laughs> now here we are. You ready, Brian, to play the game? Yes. All right. Start the timer, sir, and go. Uh oh. Restart it. I just got interrupted. Okay, ready? Go. Favorite Disney World theme park? Um, Epcot. Favorite land in Magic Kingdom? Um, Fantasyland. Favorite souvenir? Oh, souvenir. Um, hoodies. Favorite quick service? Um, uh, what was it? Was it Club in a Harbor House? Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. Favorite table service restaurant? Oh, um, right now I'm going to say um, Be Our Guest. Favorite on-site hotel? Oh, um, Wilderness Lodge. Favorite show or any kind of show in Disney? Does that be this Disney? Any Disney park. Um, paint, uh, paint the Night. Favorite parade? Oh, it's Paint the Night. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite fireworks show? Oh, Wishes. Favorite Epcot Pavilion? Oh, um, hmm. Um, um, probably England. Favorite time of year to visit Disney? Christmas. Monorail or ferry boat? Um, monorail. Favorite thrill ride? Oh, uh, thrill ride, huh? Um, uh, Tower Terror. Dole Whip or Citrus Swirl? Citrus Swirl. Favorite Main Street shop? Uh, oh, well, uh, Main Street show? Um, Favorite Main Street shop? Oh, shop. Oh, the Emporium. Favorite Disney princess? Oh, um, Belle. Favorite Disney prince? Uh, I can't even think of any princes. Um, I'll probably say the, the, the prince from Little Mermaid. Eric. Favorite Disney song? Oh, favorite Disney song. Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow. Favorite non-Disney movie? But it's a Disney movie. So like Lucasfilm, Pixar, anything, anything. Oh, um, Toy Story. Favorite sweet treat. Oh, sweet treat. Um, Mickey ice cream. Favorite street performer or band. Street performer or band. I have no clue. Least favorite attraction. Oh, least favorite attraction. Oh, um. <laughs> I can't think of it. Uh, 28 seconds. Uh, 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 stitches. Favorite Disney bar or lounge? 
favorite bar lines. Right now, it's Trader Sam's. <laughs> <laughs> favorite Disney pool on property? <laughs> I haven't been to any pools, but I guess the beach club looks nice. How do you tour World Showcase? You go to Mexico or uh, Canada? Canada. Okay, back to the one question. Uh-oh, three, two, I forgot the last question, and zero. Time's up. <laughs> Brian, thanks for playing. Here's your sticker and pen. Yay, thank you. We are back from break. So this week on the show, we're going to play around with some different budgets to see how well each of us do with that budget when visiting a Walt Disney World park. So what we had decided was that there was going to be a budget of $3,000, $5,000, $7,000, and $9,000. Each one of us is we're going to get one of these categories here. And we had to plan a trip to Walt Disney World between December 3rd and the 9th. You can been there for the entire amount of time, two nights, whatever you wanted to do, but you had to stay under your budget. You had a total of four people, one five-year-old kid and one 10-year-old kid with two adults. So it was interesting to see, it's going to be interesting to see where everybody comes in with this budget. And we've also tried to plan on some meals and extracurricular activities that we're going to do as well, not just hotel stay. So I thought that it was a pretty neat idea, pretty neat concept. And I don't know. I mean, you got, what were your guys' thoughts on this? With the ticket prices and everything is uh, is rising. I mean, it does takes extra planning and extra budgeting. It's not as if it didn't in the past, but does even more so now. And so this this actually like, was a challenge, but I was interested to see how the other ones fared too. So, yeah, I just want to know who I need to talk to to actually have this budget to work with each time I plan a trip. <laughs> I'm actually surprised with what I was able to do with mine. So curious to see how you guys do yours. Yeah. So speaking of that, I had the most expensive budget at $9,000. And yeah, like, like Matt said, <laughs> it would be great to have a budget like this to do. I mean, the things that I, the things that I would do would be, you know, astronomical. I mean, I actually tried to price out what it would cost to get a, a plaid for the day. And I probably could have I could have done it easily with the nine thousand dollars, but I decided not to because I just wanted to give my my family of four a little bit nicer hotel to stay at because otherwise they would not have been able to afford <laughs> the plaids. <laughs> so um, for me, I ended up doing um, the beach club. So we're gonna say my family is gonna stay at the beach club in a pool view or lagoon view. And they are getting six-day park hoppers, and they are also getting the Disney dining plan. So they're going to be there the entire stay from the 3rd through the 9th. So that worked out really well for them. They are, my family is very happy that they're going to be able to do that. The hotel with the dining plan and tickets came to $6,642.03. Hello. Yeah, that's that's like more than two of you guys had for budget alone. It's just crazy. <laughs> yep. Where'd you park your yacht, by the way? Was it in a... <laughs> well, they are not staying at the Grand Floridian, so they do not have the Grand One. I'm sorry. They, uh, there's no room for a yacht where, where my family's staying. You're they, so cheap, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> they do have a friendship boat available to them, though. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> so my family has decided to... The meals that they're going to eat at, they're going to eat at the Yachtsman, which of course is two credits. Ohana, one credit. Cape May Cafe for breakfast, one credit. Akershus, one credit. And they're going to try the Yak and Yeti 
um, for their restaurants. They just uh, they wanted to try a few different things. They wanted to make sure they did a character meal, and they wanted to make sure they did a um, a princess meal for their daughter. So that's the the restaurants that my family went with. So as far as like the extracurricular activities go, this is sort of like a once in a lifetime experience for them. So they are going to do the Mickey's very merry Christmas party. And I'm using last year's prices, so that total came to $384, of course, for the four people. They are also planning to do the early magic mornings at the Magic Kingdom, and that came to $220.47. Now, my family also decided that they wanted to do the Disney After Hours, and that is available. (laughs) That is available. I didn't even, like... Like research half this stuff because I knew there was no way I was going to be able to do it. Well, they yes, have- brother, I hate your family. <laughs> so we throw rocks at them in the morning, right? So they basically get three extra hours in the Magic Kingdom, but it's it is pricey for four people. It was four hundred five hundred and ten bucks with tax, so that is a little pricey, don't you think? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but hey, if you're just making it rain around the world, I mean, <laughs> might as well do it, right? Exactly. They're also going to be, the father and the son are going to be doing the Wild Africa Trek. And that came to $408.84 <laughs> with tax. Now, the mother and daughter are going to do something a little bit different. You know, the daughter is only five years old, so she cannot do the Africa Trek. So she's going to go to Bibbidi Bobby Boutique. And she's going to get the castle package. Now, the castle package includes a gown of your choice. You get your hair done, your nails done. You get a wand and a crown. And that is $216 with tax. Now, I'm not going to stop there. Now, while you have a daughter. (laughs) Why stop stop now? (laughs) And she's all dressed up, right? What else would you and, you know, the mother would love to do? They are going to go to the Disney Princess Tea Party at the Grand Floridian. Now, with tax and gratuity, that is $333.64. Okay. I'm still stuck on the the, uh, Africa trek and how uh, uh, Scott's wild trek is uh, out of his tent uh, through the woods to the outhouse at Fort Wilderness. Now, um, my family's total, and with all that, comes to $8,714.98. They have roughly $285 to cover gratuities on their meals and a few souvenirs here and there. So that's a where my family came These in. kids are going to go home so freaking upset that they don't get $10,000 in souvenirs now. <laughs> right, yeah. Come on, Scott, don't be jealous of my family. At least give Memory Maker to the poor kids. Oh, you know what? I forgot about that. Jeez. I knew I forgot something. Oh, well, the family is just going to have to up their budget. No. (laughs) Um, But no, that's, I mean, for that, I mean, there was so much to do. I mean, I I had, I spent a good like hour just fooling around with things to try to figure out what could my family do. And I'm like, this is perfect. This makes everybody happy. I spent an hour figuring what my family can't do. (laughs) Makes Disney happy. I know that much. <laughs> so, Matt, you came in with the $7,000 budget, right? Yeah, and my list is nowhere near as detailed <laughs> as yours is. <laughs> All right. Well, let, let's see what you can do. All right. I, I'm going to go ahead and say that I kind of went outside the box with this one. So, 
my family is going to be staying at the Wilderness Lodge. They're getting four-day park hopper tickets with the dining plan. So tickets, room, and everything, it took them to $3,505.75. Sorry, Scott, you can't do this. Um, nope. <laughs> so the reason I took the four-day park hopper is they are going to be leaving the Wilderness Lodge and they're going to be jumping on the cruise line to take the very maritime Ooh. Bohemian cruise. Ooh. Look at you! I almost—I wow. was thinking about doing this for my family too. So, but my, that my is, family's spoiled. They don't want to change rooms. <laughs> well, I mean, they're going to go from the wilderness lodge to a boat. So, if they want to complain about it, I'll be more than happy to take their place. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is a four-day cruise. Uh, basically to the Bahamas and back. I think it stops at Castaway Key once. But it does include a Deck the Deck tropical holiday party, Mickey's tree lighting magic ceremony, meet and greet with Santa Claus, character greetings, obviously, story time with Miss Claus, themed activities, and a gingerbread house. Uh, sounds like it's very similar to what they do in the Grand Floridian. So that takes them to, oh, I went with the, um, I forgot what the rooms were that I got. Give me a second. The Royal the, Disney Presidential Suite. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> if, if you haven't looked at uh, Disney Cruises, they're not exactly uh, cheap. So this was just their basic stateroom. Uh, I think I went midship um, with the, what do they call them, the Magic Portal. So you don't ex don't even have a, a window to the outside, but you've got some nice graphics that go by a fake window for you. That was a total of three thousand eighty dollars and sixty four cents. All that combined left my family with four hundred and thirteen dollars and sixty one cents to split between souvenirs, gratuity. Uh, dining is going to be covered since they did the dining plan in the parks, and you know obviously the dining is covered on the ship. Probably not going to be doing a whole lot of drinking because $400 can go really, really, really quick. <laughs> so, yes. You can bring uh, some of your own alcohol on board. Uh, good call. So yep. maybe they stop and grab a couple six-packs before they get on the boat. Yep. <laughs> See, that's now that's a good way to do it. You definitely thought outside the box. You got to the, get two vacations in one. So no one is going to complain about that. Yeah, I, I figured I would kind of break it up instead of just, you know, what can I rack up to do and in, in Disney to just kind of you know, take a different to approach to it and you know still accomplish my my goal right and and you it seems like you played within the rules so that's perfectly fine I tried with the the cruise to it was really the only thing that would fit with the time frame and and the the money that I had available so I actually started out I had them at pop and doing the cruise and then i realized i've still got another fifteen hundred dollars i could play with so why not bump <laughs> them up to like the wilderness lodge? the best part is is that now we know scott scott has a three thousand dollar budget <laughs> and your cruise was more than his budget <laughs> yeah. sorry scott <laughs> matt i hate your family too <laughs> we'll, we'll wave at you as we're pulling off yeah i'm gonna kick your luggage and spit on you <laughs> keith scott Get away from the angry Scott's people. In, <laughs> Scott's in steerage. He's going in steerage. Other. Yeah, there's no doubt he's definitely steerage. Yeah. All right. So um, I had $5,000. And uh, 
This whole thing was an extra challenge for me um, because I have never had a plan um, trip with kids. So this was um, kind of an extra challenge for me. But we are going to stay um, at All-Star Sports from the 4th through the 9th. We skipped a day. We did get hit the park hopper passes with the quick service dining plan, which came to $3,116.27. Arrival day, we'll stop at Springs, eat some dinner um, at T-Rex, which is like $100 approximately. We'll stop at the World of Disney, um, get a couple of souvenirs. And then because of the quick service dining plan, we do um, have to pay out of pocket um, at the breakfast every day, which for the, the four days is approximately like $120. I figured because we're pulling the kids out of school, the teachers would um, expect like some educational like report or some uh, kind of a feedback for their schoolwork. I booked us on the uh, on the behind the seeds tour, which is at Epcot. Hey, big uh, spender which, there. Uh, <laughs> is ninety dollars? Well, I didn't, you know, hit the freaking lottery like your family did. So, <laughs> um, so for four people, that uh, is ninety dollars, and it's educational. And I figured that would would tie in for the school aspect of it. Also, did the uh, character breakfast at Chef Mickey's, which was a hundred and eighty one dollars i factored in kind of like a hundred or so dollars every day for like you know um extra snacks drinks at the parks and and that stuff i totaled in like around 150 dollars each of us for um just souvenirs and whatnot and then uh, um on our uh departure day um which is not included um in the dining plan we would all um have to pay out of pocket for breakfast and a lunch that day with a late flight so all in all i mean it's a pretty full trip it didn't actually seem as if we were if we're struggling for much and of course it's not the extravagant trip that sean's family had or the cruise that with matt's on um but it's it's sure gonna be a better trip than scott's family <laughs> so um which is pretty much all that matters to me and my family so <laughs> I don't think I could say anything else now. <laughs> well, you definitely nailed that last part. <laughs> I do that well. Comes on and goes. Come on, big spender, Scott. What do you have? All right. I get the lovely $3,000 budget. I played around with this trying to figure out what's going to be the best way and get them the most days, most park days, everything else. I originally did do the entire December 3rd through the 9th at the campground, which I could have made work. Weather is actually one of my favorite times of years then, so it, it wouldn't have been unbearable. But I ended up changing it to December 3rd through the 7th, and I chose Pop Century, and I went all out with a standard room, which comes to $117 per night, a total of $468 just for the room. Um, even though I'm there for five days, I'm only giving them the four-day ticket with admission to one park per day. Puts it up to eighteen ninety-five thirty-two. Um, and because I still had a little bit of money left in there, I did go with the Disney dining plan, which gave them the one quick service, one table service, two snacks, and the refillable drink, which came to a total of $2,800.13, leaving me with $199.87. Not that anyone's counting. 
<laughs> which leaves them about $40 a day for souvenirs so that my family can go home with something, unlike Sean's family who goes home with nothing. So <laughs> my kids love me. Um, if I'm not mistaken, uh, the daughter is going to be bringing home a dress, a wand, and a crown, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I hate your family. And memories. There's no pictures. Yes. Yeah. But there's no pictures of those memories. Yeah, so. proof. Well, you could buy those on eBay. <laughs> well, they're going to use their camera and take pictures, their own camera. Dang it. They have cell phones now. It is 2017. Memory Maker. Oh, you screwed up, too. But hey, they've got the meals, they've got their tickets, a decent hotel. So now, here's just a question. You said it was four nights, right? Um, December 3rd through the 7th, so yeah. Four nights, five days. Four nights. So basically, they're spending nine-something nine, nine a night, $900 a night, right? I would rather spend a little bit extra and do a Disney Cruise for a week. No, right? no not 900 I'm sorry, total, four nights, four, four nights, nights, five days yeah, is $2,800. So, uh, 700 I'm sorry, $700 a night. But basically, you can almost do a, cru- a Disney cruise for a week, depending on the time of year for that. Almost. I With actually, food and everything. I almost was going to price out a cruise, just in spite of this, to see if they could have had a better time than what this turned out to be. But see, this is the, this is the thing, like, getting back to ticket prices, it really is pricing out families. It's just ridiculously expensive when you look at it that way. Oh, yeah. I mean, to go from 468, I mean, the tickets alone for the four day for the family is like 1100 no, almost $1,400 just for the tickets. Yeah. And I only did a four day because I couldn't afford a five day. Yeah, that's just unbelievable. It's so expensive. But it's when we go down in November. We're looking at buying four-day tickets. Now, granted, I've got a seven-year-old and a three-year-old, so it's not going to be quite in the same bracket like we used, but we're pretty strongly leaning towards not getting Park Hopper because, you know, it's just added cost that we're not exactly sure that we will benefit from in the the amount of time we'll be down there. Right. Yeah, I mean... At this point, I don't know that Park Hopper is even worth it anymore. I, I honestly, I think that's what Disney wants. I think Disney doesn't want you to park hop. Right. That's what I think. I'm surprised just the price of the park hopper didn't go up because I, I bet you that'll be next. It's they don't want you to park hop because they don't. They want to know exactly how many employees you're using in a park every day. They don't want to have to call somebody in or make people stay later. They want to know exactly how many people are going to be in there from th- two months prior. Well, do you see it ever going away like they did with the non-expiration? I don't think they could. I don't think they would. Yeah, I think that would. I think that. I mean, they got rid of the water park and more option with this ticket increase, but I I don't know that you could ever get rid of park hopper because I think you would turn way more people off than. Yeah, I think that would be people pay two hundred dollars to go to two parks in one day. Yeah, I think that would be the straw that broke the camel's back. But yeah, if anything, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's gonna be a huge add on. I, I wouldn't be surprised when it once once Star Wars lands opens. I bet you you'll see it. Park Hopper will be over 100 bucks. I would not be surprised. Now, okay, so you don't think they would ever drop it? Do you think they would ever make it like a... Well, I guess it is already an upcharge. But I was going to say, I guess similar to the way they're doing extra magic hours with certain times where you have to actually pay for it. Do you see them... Uh, I guess you already upcharge it, so ne- never mind. That doesn't make any sense. If, they, what, they ignore 
what you'll probably see is going to be tiered pricing for the the parks. Like you see what you see like for the where annual you can pass. pop to. Well, what you see like for the annual pass, like you have seasonal blackouts. I think you'll start right. seeing ticket prices more expensive on the weekends. Uh, more way more even like multi day passes would be more expensive. You'll have to get like uh, a premier pass to go on weekends. A value may be weekdays only. Something I bet you you'll see something along those lines. I think, too, that with the travel time it takes now to park hop, it's a big factor, too. I mean, with the with the bag checks and everything else, and it takes a lot more of your day, especially with children, I'm sure, to be able to park hop, which is also why it's like I'm sure that if they did the um, express busing, but right. um, it takes you at least an hour, if not more, to travel to another park which is, that's a big chunk of your day if you're doing two, three, and four parks a day. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then you also have to look on the other part of it. I don't see how anybody cannot have a park hopper and go to studios. Because studios, there's, I don't care what anybody says, studios is not a full-day park. There's, there's oh, no. no way. No. Well, that was one of the, the things we had already discussed with, we're, pra- we're basically going for four days in November, and once you've originally said, you know, well, let's just not do park hopper to save money, I was like, well, then you're basically ruling out, you know, going to the studio. So, because there's no way you'll spend half a day. I mean, like I said, I've got, I'll have a seven year old and a, a three year old. Right. So, you know, you were already very limited as far as what we were doing there. So, we probably won't even set foot in, in the studios. You'd be doing it more for yourself. I mean, like, your, your seven-year-old could right. do Star Wars. Your seven-year-olds could do Toy Story, could do uh, Indiana Jones, can do the Muppets, can do the um, Great Movie Ride, and maybe maybe Tower of Terror or Rock and Roller Coaster. I forget what the – he should be tall enough for one of those two. That's no, if he you, wants to do it. Uh, no. you, you don't remember how tall I am. My, my son's oh, not tall right. enough. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. I forgot. Yeah. Even if you do that, if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, but with when you do the the multi-day park tickets, you either do park hopper or not. You can't just say I only want park hopper for one day, correct? Correct. Yeah, you can't correct. do that. You have yeah. to get it for all the days. Right. So it really only makes sense to have a park hopper for like one day, but you don't want to buy a three-day one park ticket and then a one-day right. park hopper because it's really not going to make any sense financially either. No, it's right. not. I mean, I'd even looked into because they're right now i think through march they're doing a special where you can buy i can't remember what they're calling it. it's like a four-day four-part ticket right and i looked at it i was like oh that's kind of interesting but then if you start reading the fine print it's like it's you can only do one park a day per the trip so right. you're 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 limited you have to go to magic kingdom you have to go to epcot you have to go to studios and you have to go to animal kingdom i was like well that's 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 stupid because uh, again no one's going to spend all day in in the studios, right? No, I mean, there, if you've never been before, you could probably pull it out. Maybe, yeah. And yeah, if you're gonna see all the shows and everything else, right? Yeah. Other than that, but see, like, even for me, like Indiana Jones Sunshine, I haven't seen that in ten years, and I really don't want to see it again. I don't have uh-uh. a desire to see it. I think the last time that I saw that was, guess in two thousand thirteen, maybe. I've seen it. Well, I, we had gone down, um, me and my wife, and Alan and his wife had gone down, and we were in studios, and we just happened to be walking by as it was starting, and we are like, 
okay, sure. We haven't seen it in a while. Why not? <laughs> right. And we Since walked we're here, in and yeah. yeah, I mean, we went in and sat down and I was like, now I know why I haven't seen this in so long. So <laughs> yeah, it, it has zero draw. I mean, even if I went with my kids, I would probably end up walking out with them because one doesn't like loud noise and the other would probably have nightmares. So, I mean, I would end up, you know, walking out halfway through the show anyway. Right. And I'm actually the one that has the nightmares. The nightmares. The nightmares. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you still, I mean, <laughs> if you're going to the parks for four days, you could easily do Magic Kingdom for two to three days without a problem. Right. You know, easily. And then you have Epcot, which even even for a kid, Epcot is a half a day park, if that. Yeah. You know, yeah. so Epcot's a tough one as well. But if you can, when you're taking your kids, you got to try to do as much as you possibly can in Epcot, explore the countries, have them, you're going, you're going to be going during food and wine and, and try to get them to try different things and maybe make some sort of game where they, if they can maybe, I don't, I don't know if there's any kind of like sort of treasure hunt that you can do on your own, like examining things where if they, they have to find things on their own in each country. And if, and if the kids find it, they get a prize at the end, they get to pick out something in Epcot or something like that. Then maybe that's something that could be done to, right. to allow yourself to spend more time in Epcot, especially that time of year. It's such a great time. So much to, so much to eat and drink. And, but I know there's not a lot of stuff for kids to do there. So you have to try to figure out a way to keep those kids entertained in that park. Yeah, that was another concern because I had brought up my wife. I was like, you know, even Epcot, I was like, yeah, my oldest son loves Test Track. He enjoys Spaceship Earth. He hasn't been on Soren yet because the last time we were there, it was closed. But I was like, other than that, he really doesn't, there's nothing. I mean, we can go spend an hour or so looking at the fish and, you know, in this living seas and everything. But it's like outside of that, it's like Epcot's going to be limited as far as our time and everything. And, And then. Like my brother was just down there last week, I believe it was. They were they spent two days in the Magic Kingdom, then they went on a cruise. And the only thing that sticks out in my mind is he, he came back and he's like, "I feel cheated." He's like, I, "I don't feel like I had an actual Disney trip because I didn't see everything else that I wanted to see." So I'm right. I, I'm, I'm torn. Yeah. You know, I'm like, oh, I want to do everything I want to do, but I got to kind of make sure you know everybody else is kept happy too. So right. And it's hard at that at the price point that it is now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's basically, basically it's a hundred dollars a day, you know, for four days. So yeah. it's a lot of money. It's a lot of, it's a yeah. lot for people to throw out there. And it's, you know, so the, the analogy has always been, all right, well, a concert is, or a sporting event is X amount of dollars, uh, but it might only be three, four hours, but Disney's, you know, a hundred dollars a day, but it's in the entire day. But if you really look at it, you're walking most of the time. You're only engaged on an attraction. If you're Magic Kingdom, what, maybe 45 minutes to an hour, you're actually engaged on an attraction, seeing things for the most part on a daily basis. Epcot would be even way less than that. So, well, I don't know. You, you do Ellen and you're tied up for an hour. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if you do that. But it's, you can't, it's not really a fair analogy in a lot of ways. Yeah. Especially too, I mean, with with children, I mean, did you have to factor in interest and height and and stuff like that? I mean, right. um, exactly what what you said. I mean, the parks actually do hope I have enough stuff to do, but it's not enough for everybody, right? Exactly. In, uh, in your family, so I mean, if you did a 
like a statue, like scavenger hunt and stuff at World Showcase. That might be a easy thing. I mean, each of the, the countries have like some type of statue or something that is fairly visible. But then it's just extra work. It's not a trip any longer. It's right. like that you have to find other things to keep your kids like interested, which I'm sure is not an easy task. Sean, do either of your kids do the what's the the game in the Magic Kingdom? The uh, sorcerers. Yeah, my son likes it. So I, I, I mean, have to consciously thought about do that. It. Yeah, I, I thought about it with my kids, but I'm like. I don't know if I want to stand there and watch him play this game that I care nothing about. I think I would be more interested in doing the pirate game in Adventureland. Mm, I've done that. That's not, not as good. Not as good. It just okay. it even either one isn't that great. But as an adult, but as a kid, it's exciting. I think right. uh, the best part about the, the card game is that they're getting cards and they get to collect these cards. That, that makes it fun and they can attack these things. But you got to take it from a kid's point of view where they need going, just going, walking around and going from attraction to attraction. Is it necessarily fun to them because they still want to play? I've noticed with my kids and that card game allows them or even the pirate one still allows them to play in a way. You know, get out on their feet, move around a little bit more, and they kind of control where they want to go. You give them the map, and they try to figure out where they have to go on the map. So it's, it's it engages them a little bit more in the park, and it's a good thing. It gets it gets their head, it gets their minds working, as right. opposed to just sitting in a stroller, just walking there and and not doing anything. Now, with the game, is it one where, say, he does a couple? screens or whatever and then you jump on a ride or two and then can he just pick oh, it up yeah. at any time or is absolutely it, okay I, yeah. I didn't know if you had to keep playing in succession or, or how it worked it's 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 a good thing to do if you have the time to do it and if you're right. not in a rush to go onto attractions all the time it's good to go i usually start in adventure land and there's i think there's three or four places in adventure land so you can do one or two maybe go on pirates and go hit another screen and then once you're done with Adventureland, you go to another area of the park. So sometimes you can do all the uh, you can stay in that area of the park and ride the attractions. And when you have to go to the other area of the park, Fantasyland, then you can go on rides in Fantasyland. So it allows you to do that. It's it actually is a good thing. And Keith, I'm sure you're a big fan of the uh, uh, was it Agent P or Agent whatever over in uh, Epcot. So you can probably can tell me all about that one, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> is that like even still there? Uh, I think I it is. I, 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 think I, it I is. know it was Kim Possible, and they changed it over to Phineas and Ferb. So, right, it's really fun. Um, when you stopped and get lots of drinks in between hand, it's really fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's going to do it for our rambling. We got way off course with our trip planning there, but hope you enjoyed the show. What are your thoughts on ticket prices? Let us know. Let us thank our sponsors, Kingdom Strollers. Kingdom Strollers provides premium stroller and crib rentals delivered straight to your Disney resort. For more information, please visit KingdomStrollers.com. Check out Mickey Monthly to have magic from the parks delivered straight to your door. Visit MickeyMonthly.com for more information. Also, head over to MyFantasyBands.com where you can get customized magic band covers for your next Walt Disney World vacation. 
You can use a code EnchantedTikiTalk20 to save 20% off your custom order at MyFantasyBands.com. Be sure to let us know what you thought about the show. Head over to EnchantedTikiTalk.com or Facebook.com slash EnchantedTikiTalk to leave a comment about the show. You may email us at podcast and EnchantedTikiTalk.com and leave us a message on the Tiki Talk hotline, which is 256-4MY-TIKI. That's 256-469-8454. Check out our store at redbubble.com or follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Tiki Talk Podcast. Lastly, if you enjoy the show, please take the time to rate us on iTunes. And you can find me on Twitter at One Minute Disney Dream. That's 1-M-I-N Disney Dream, MouseWorldVacations.com and MousePros.com. And you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Dole Whip Daily. And you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Campbell or on Instagram at Scotty Boy. I'm on Instagram and Twitter at mholly579. Also check out tikitrot.com. And with all that being said, the Big Red Bird can take it away. Thanks for listening this week. For Sean and Keith and Matt, I'm Alan. And this has been Enchanted Tiki Talk. Aloha. Yeah, so what I'll do is I'll just say I will throw it over to you for some iTunes reviews, and then uh, you can thank me, and then you could read the iTunes reviews. <laughs> and then are we you going to email them to me, or are you texting them? No, it's in iTunes. I don't know if I can see it. Hold on. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I don't get on iTunes. I don't know how to go on iTunes, but I listen to 14 different podcasts each week. I'm not sure how it gets to my phone. It must be those magic airwaves that just show up on my phone. How come Use our technical all of a sudden... backup, too, which is scary. <laughs> like, Force got an English accent all of a sudden. <laughs> He's very confused, you know. It's, it's all the drugs. I've been spending way too much time in Epcot. <laughs> Cheerio. I'm not quite sure how I got over to Epcot now, dear. Stupid is as stupid does, governor. <laughs> I saw Bert and Mary over there. <laughs> yeah, all right, all right. I'm not quite sure how this technology works. <laughs> this must be one of them cockney phones. <laughs> And now Scott's sitting there. He's going. He's looking. He's going by his wife. Melissa, they're making fun of me again. <laughs> and Melissa's like, "Now, Scott, you have to learn to take it. You dish it. You have to take it as well." But I don't like when they make fun of me. <laughs> I'm gonna take my microphone and go home. Screw you guys. I'm going home. <laughs> Enchanted Tiki Talk has been brought to you by MousePros.com. Log on to MousePros.com to plan your perfect Disney vacation. And Mickey Monthly, where you can get the park sent directly to you. And by Kingdom Strollers. Visit KingdomStrollers.com on your next visit to Orlando. Or call 407-271-5301 for premium stroller and crib rentals. Thanks for listening to Enchanted Tiki Talk.